Today, we're diving into a topic that's important and highly relevant for trauma survivors. We will be shining a light on trauma dumping. I'll talk about what it is, why it happens, how to know if you're doing it, how to respond if it's happening to you, and how to be more mindful about interactions in personal relationships. As we go into this topic, I encourage us to just approach it from a place of grace, love, and with an open heart. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast. Do you want to overcome the wounds and impacts of childhood trauma that are holding you back in life? Do you want to get unstuck, begin thriving, and confidently living God's best in all areas? I'm Janielle, a certified clinical trauma specialist, life coach, trauma thriver, and most of all, a daughter of God living loved and on purpose. In this podcast, I'll share trauma education, healing strategies along with biblical applications and motivational stories to support you in your journey toward trauma healing and thriving. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's begin. Have you ever had a conversation where someone suddenly begins sharing a heavy story or an emotional experience, but it didn't give you any warning and you're totally blindsided? You're left feeling overwhelmed, heavy, and really bothered by what you just heard because it was a lot. That's a glimpse of trauma dumping. It's when someone unloads their traumatic experiences or emotions onto someone else without considering if the person is prepared or even in a position to receive it. They get it off their chest and they oftentimes feel better, but they are oblivious to the effect on the other person. We're approaching this episode, as I said, with a heart of grace and love, and I want to be clear that it is absolutely okay to share and be vulnerable. That's how we connect deeply with others. It is necessary for part of our healing journey. However, trauma dumping is a bit different because it can unintentionally be harmful to the person hearing it. Knowing that trauma dumping is often unintentional, it is therefore important to understand the why behind it. When we understand the reason why it happens, it can help us to have more compassion and empathy for the person who is sharing, even as you establish your boundaries. People trauma dump for a number of reasons, and I'll share some of the main ones with you. First, there is a deep desire for connection. When people feel alone in their struggles, they can get to the point where they are desperate to connect and they believe that by sharing something deep or significant will bridge that gap quickly. It's like they're wanting a quick connection to ease the pain of whatever they're experiencing so they go really deep, really fast. Another reason is that the person is often overwhelmed with emotions. If someone does not have a person to talk to or opportunities to share what they're going through, or if they develop the survival pattern of keeping their feelings bottled up, there will come a time when these emotions just bubble up with such intensity that they just spill out all over onto someone. It's like the analogy of holding that beach ball underwater. Sooner or later, that beach ball will come back up and it will come back up with some force. 
Another reason is that people who trauma dump don't recognize boundaries. I spoke about boundaries in episode 12 and I noted that many trauma survivors had their boundaries violated and they never learned how to set healthy boundaries themselves. Now, as adults, they struggle to know when it's appropriate to share specific experiences and even who to share it with. There is also a need for validation and understanding. At times, people who trauma dump are simply just seeking validation for their experiences and their feelings. Perhaps they've been through things where people told them, no, what you're feeling isn't real or you shouldn't experience it like that. It wasn't that bad. But the person know what they've been through and they just want someone else to validate and hear what they're feeling. They hope that by sharing, they would be seen and understood. And then the final point I have as to why people trauma dump is that it's a learned pattern of behavior. Maybe it was modeled for them in their early relationships or past relationships and other environments where it was just a normal thing to do. So they don't know any other way to communicate. Based on these reasons, we can see that trauma dumping often comes from a place of pain, need, or misunderstanding, and this can help listeners respond with more compassion. At the same time, I do have to say, listeners need to ensure that they are taking care of their emotional well-being by setting appropriate healthy boundaries. The impact of trauma dumping can be deeply hurtful. For the person on the receiving end, it could feel like a heavy weight. They might feel pressured to respond perfectly or to become a rescuer. It can be emotionally taxing and even triggering for them. It can cause people to avoid the person who just trauma dumped on them, leaving the person, the other party, feeling rejected or shunned, which could then add to the distress as they did not get the connection that they were hoping for or that they desperately needed. I know as Christian women, many of us have this innate desire to heal, to help, and to hold space for others. But when trauma is dumped on a person without any context or without any warning, it can become challenging to process or even discern how to offer the Christ-centered support that we all want to give. As I'm talking about it, perhaps you're thinking, have I ever done this to someone unintentionally? If this is a question for you, let's explore some signs of trauma dumping. As with everything I share here, it's not a one-size-fits-all, and there are some things to consider, and I encourage you to consider it without guilt, without shame. This is information. So here are some of the signs. Suddenly sharing without any context. If you find yourself going up to people and you just start sharing intense emotions or experiences without giving the person a heads up, without checking in first with them, this could be trauma dumping. If you're also seeking immediate resolution, sometimes in our pain, we want quick fixes, quick answers. So if you find yourself sharing your trauma, expecting the other person to offer you a quick fix, it's a potential sign of trauma dumping as well. A third sign is disconnection after sharing. 
If after you opened up, you feel more distant or more disconnected from the person you've spoken to, rather than feeling seen or heard, it could be because the depth and intensity of what you shared was not matched by the capacity of the person. Maybe they weren't ready to hear it and it was out of context or it was not part of what your usual relationship was like. So that too could be a form of trauma dumping. As believers and followers of Christ, we are called to bear one another's burdens. It says so in Galatians 6 2. But, sister friend, there is a difference between bearing burdens and dumping them. When we dump, we risk hindering the genuine connection we're actually seeking. We might unintentionally cause emotional pain to others, but by addressing this pattern or this behavior, We can begin to cultivate healthier relationships. We can then begin to experience deeper connections. And then we truly embody Christ's love in all of our interactions. So how do you address and prevent trauma dumping? First things first, do not keep your emotions bottled up. This creates the environment for the pressure to build and it risks resulting in an emotional eruption. The key is to find a safe pace and a safe place to share what you are going through. If you want to talk about something, have some prayerful reflection before you begin sharing. And this looks like before going into any deep conversation, take some time out and pray. Ask Holy Spirit to guide your words, to provide you with wisdom and discernment around if it's the right time, if it's the right place, and if it's the right people to share with based on what you are going through. The next step is check in before diving in. When you go to speak with someone, ask them if it's okay. Say something like, I have something really heavy on my heart that I would like to share. Is it a good time for you? And be prepared for the fact that it may not be a good time for the other person. And that's okay. You're giving the person the choice. They have the opportunity to either prepare their heart for what they are going to receive or suggest a better time when they can be of better support for you. Don't take it as a rejection. It's the person being honest so they can support you in the best way possible. The third option is to seek professional help or pastoral guidance. If you're navigating deep-rooted trauma, consider speaking to a therapist, a coach, a counselor, or a pastoral counselor. They are equipped to provide the support, the resources they are able to hear and validate and empathize with what you're going through. They can provide skill building techniques. And if the person is a Christian, they can provide biblical insight if that is what you're needing for the particular type of trauma that you're going through. I've talked about what to do if you are trauma dumping, how to recognize it and what to do to prevent it. Now let's look at the other side of the coin. What do you do when you are on the receiving end of trauma dumping? It's a really delicate balance between showing Christ's love while also safeguarding your emotional well-being so you can be of service to others in a healthy and supportive way. As I talk about how you could respond, first, let me set the scene. You're going about your busy day and you have your own issues. You have your own concerns. You could probably do with someone to talk to yourself. 
you are doing the best you can to make it through the day and up comes a friend who begins sharing her pain in deep and graphic ways and you are simply stunned. Your brain is processing what you are hearing, but you are not sure what to do next. Part of you wants to shut down the conversation because what you just heard was a lot. The other part of you really cares about your friend and you see that she's in pain and you do want her to get the support that she needs. At this point, you have a few options. First, you can take a prayerful pause before you react, before you open your mouth to say anything, take a brief moment, pause and pray. Ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom and guidance on how to respond to your friend in the moment and ask him to help you see her heart and fill you with compassion for her. Rather than just jumping straight to a solution, here's the next tip, acknowledge and validate what you just heard. It is really essential to acknowledge what the other person is feeling. Sometimes that is just the only thing that people really need in the moment. You might say something like, thank you for trusting me with this, or I can see that this is deeply important to you, or I hear that you were hurt when XYZ happened. Please, please, please do not say things like, I know what you feel and just move into a story of when something similar was happening to you. This is a time to offer space for your sister friend to share and be heard if you have the capacity to do it at that moment, which leads me to the next point. Set healthy boundaries. If you feel overwhelmed or aren't in a place to process the information that you are hearing, it is okay to set boundaries. A loving way to express this might be, I hear you and I want to support you, but I'm not able to delve into that right now. Can we discuss this later? Or is there someone you can reach out to now who could give you more immediate help? I really care about you and I want to be fully present with you so I can support you as best I can. But Right now, based on what's happening with me, I'm just not able to show up as fully present as I would like to be. Even as you say this, do know that you are not responsible for what another person feels or thinks. This may not be what your friend wants to hear, but think of it in terms of what would be most supportive and helpful for her in the moment. If you know you cannot be there, if you know you would be distracted, if you know you're going to be triggered and probably say the wrong thing, it may cause more emotional damage than sharing where you're really at and how you can really help. Another tip is to recommend professional support. Encourage the person to seek therapy, counseling, or pastoral guidance if the trauma they're sharing is beyond what you are equipped to handle. I've had to say this to many of my friends. Now, even as a therapist and a coach, I have to keep healthy boundaries around my friendships and separate my professional hat from that of what a friend can and should do because it protects our relationship and it helps my friend to get the best kind of support that she needs. Here's another bonus tip for you. Remember that we often feel and hold stress in our body. So in the moment when you are hearing deep emotional things, if you feel overwhelmed, you may begin to feel that weight pressing down upon you and it would impact your body. 
I go into depth about exercises that you can use to address anxiety in the body in episodes 9 and 10. If you need to, go back to those episodes to get a refresher. To begin caring for your body, one of my favorite go-tos is deep breathing. Start by taking a deep breath in through the nose. Actually, let's do it right now because what I've talked about today may have been triggering for you. So let's practice this exercise. Start by taking a deep breath in through the nose. Hold for a count of three. Then exhale slowly through your mouth. Let's do that one more time. Deep breath in through your nose. Hold for a count of three. And then exhale slowly again through your mouth. You can do this as many times as you like until you begin feeling your body and your nervous system begin to regulate once again. Doing this exercise even just for a few minutes can help calm the storm of emotions within you and help you to remain anchored in God's peace. Remember, it's okay to prioritize your well-being by ensuring you're at peace so you could be in a healthier and a better position to support and love those who need you. As I wrap up today, I just want to remind us that God is a God of connection and relationship. We need healthy connections to heal, to flourish, and to grow. God also values the beauty of sharing and bearing together. So as we continue to interact with each other, I encourage us to just be mindful of how we speak, what we say, and how we react in our interpersonal relationships. And most of all, let us continue to stay connected with Holy Spirit so that He could lead us in all of our interactions. Speaking about interactions, I want to invite you to join me over in our Facebook community, Heal Childhood Trauma as Christian Women of Color. It is a space where Christian women of all beautiful shades can find support and encouragement as they heal from their childhood trauma. You can also sign up to become a Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast Insider at subscribepage.io forward slash STH podcast. As an insider, you will receive weekly inspirational emails. And if anything is happening behind the scenes, you will have first access to it. Once again, the link to sign up to be an insider is subscribepage.io forward slash STH podcast. I've placed both these links in the show notes for you as well. You can also email me at support at shadesoftraumahealing.com. Thank you, sister friend, for joining me today. I hope you have a blessed rest of the week. Before you go, sister friend, did this podcast episode encourage, inspire, or teach you something new? If so, would you be so kind as to share it with another friend who needs help to overcome her childhood trauma? And don't forget to hop over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a written review for the show. This way, the show can reach more sisters who need to hear it. Thank you for listening and know that I am cheering for your healing. I'll be back next week. So until then, take time to breathe 
and be blessed.